I V M. Welcome to All Things Policy, a daily podcast by the Takshashila Institution. We are a bunch of policy nerds based in Bengaluru, and we like bringing fresh perspectives to Indian affairs and Indian perspectives to global affairs. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and join us for today's chat. Hello and welcome to All Things Policy. I am Sunila, and today I have with me Shambhavi, and we are going to be talking about vaccination updates. So it has been exactly a month since the COVID nineteen vaccination drive started in India. and we will look at how things are looking up in india and uh, what are the updates that have happened globally so hi shambhavi isinda hello everybody so uh, today is 17th feb and we started vaccination for covid 19 on 16 january so exactly 30 days ago and uh, the target group for the first phase of vaccination in india was frontline workers which includes the healthcare workers obviously and uh, moving forward after that's done we will be vaccinating the above 50 population uh, who have comorbidities as well so shambhavi uh, do you want to tell us about the status of covid-19 vaccination in india how is it going how much population we have covered how much money we have spent on it right uh, thanks anila uh so india i think is currently um, fourth on the list of uh, countries which have done maximum vaccinations uh so the first is the us then china then the uk and then um india uh, obviously india has a much bigger population than two of those uh, countries that we mentioned so we need to be really pushing the pedal here uh but hopefully we'll be able to do that over the coming months currently we have uh, vaccinated about 8.4 million people i am citing data uh, from an article that anupriyan has written uh, for india spend um, so uh, we have vaccinated 8.4 uh, million people uh, with either covaxin or with covishield uh, covaxin is made by bharat covishield uh, is made by serum institute of india and is a tech transfer of the astrazeneca vaccine uh out of these uh, only 97732 have received both uh, the doses so if you guys remember to de- to uh, develop immunity uh, you need to have both the doses and wait, then wait for a certain amount of time uh there has been a lot of debate on when the second dose is, should be administered uh, and it is still coming on uh, immunity building but as of now we are seeing a lot of uh, people dropping out after getting that first dose which could be problematic in the long term uh, particularly in forming immunity uh, for a longer term against covid-19 our target is to vaccinate about 300 million people by july um, and for that target we are uh, very slow uh, so we have just about 3.4% uh, of the total target which is received just the first dose so we really need to ramp up food uh, supply distribution of the vaccines why do you think people are dropping out after first dose of vaccine like is it just the carelessness or like we are not doing enough to notify people or remind people like what could be the reason behind i really don't know 
I mean, I don't think it would be carelessness because these are healthcare workers, right? These are people who are routinely exposed to the virus and people who understand vaccinations uh, and people who understand the significance of the second dose. So I really don't know why people are dropping out. We need to figure that one out because if if our healthcare population starts dropping out, then I expect those numbers to go up uh, when we move to a more general population. There were obviously issues uh, with scheduling and stuff like that when we started off with the vaccination drive. We know in some states the COVID app, which is the uh, app that uh, causes uh, that creates registration and scheduling, uh, had glitches in it. Uh, we don't know how much of that might have contributed. I think the simple answer is we don't know. So uh, speaking of COVID app, I mean, recently I heard, read uh, somewhere in news that there were some technical glitches uh, in uh, Maharashtra and that like only 25% of the recipients eligible for the second dose could get the shot while hundreds had to be turned away without vaccination. So for a country like India, what are the implications of technical glitches happening in the COVID-19 vaccination drive. I mean, we know India as a huge population and like having technical glitches in app meant for coordinating the logistical challenges of this drive can have serious implications, right? Yeah, I think for a lot of states, we quickly move to uh, older forms of maintaining registries. Um, and I don't see why that is something we cannot just do in addition uh, to the COVID app, uh, so have like a vaccination card, and I think a lot of people are doing that. So with that, your conflicts and confusions should really go down. It's a, um, a user-based system, so then you have to see your card and remember when to go, and like getting a message. But over dependence on um, technology by itself might not also be very helpful in the Indian context. But again, we are looking at a very specific population here of healthcare workers. Uh, so I I really don't know how much uh, glitches in in technology might have contributed uh, to the lack of people turning up for the second dose. Hmm. Uh, like about a month ago, the Ken had carried an article uh, about COVID and they were talking about the same thing, like the technical glitches. Apparently, uh, the healthcare workers, uh, they were receiving messages uh, from the COVID app saying that, you know, their, uh, va- uh, the vaccination is cancelled for that day and then they were not informed when to come on some other mm-hmm. day. So they ended up going back to writing their name on the paper by pen. So like, I don't know, like the reason for which we have developed COVID app may not be serving its purpose, I feel. Okay, so technology is bound to it, which is we were supposed to have dry runs uh, in which which should have been caught. Uh, very likely it's not scaling up in capacity to mm. the demand and means that we need to work better on it. But again, I, I really hope that that is not uh, the main reason why people are not turning up a vaccine. Yeah, let's hope that. So when we are speaking of COVID-19 vaccination, we have to talk about adverse events as well. So, how many adverse events have been reported till now in India? Uh, so, adverse events, I think we are looking at about uh, somewhere between 8,000 and 9,000 adverse events um, until the first week of February. There are about 35 that required hospitalization, 28 that died. But again, none of these have been actually, well, rather the government has said that none of these have 
been related to the vaccine. Um, so we really don't know. We'll have to wait for the investigations to be done to figure out how many of these adverse events were caused by people taking the vaccine. Um, so we'll have to wait and figure that out. Yeah. So one thing I want to make it clear, like these adverse events, they do not necessarily mean that they were correlated to COVID-19 vaccine or like there was any causal relationship. It, they might be completely unrelated. So like this should not lead to loss of confidence in the vaccine, right? Yeah, and point here is that our current surveillance system for adverse events is set up to look at uh, mostly allergic reactions within the first 30 minutes of getting the vaccine. So the protocol for getting the vaccine is that you get the vaccine and you wait in the center for 30 minutes to see if you develop an allergic reaction. Uh, medical assistance is uh, on standby um, at all boots uh, in case someone does uh, require emergency uh, interventions. Um, and then you go home. Uh, so a lot of um, the serious adverse events, uh, the safety signals that we're looking for is anaphylaxis. Hmm. We have probably, for Pfizer and Moderna, we have seen incidents of those in other countries, but I don't think we have seen anything significant in India yet that we know of. Right, right. So moving on, uh, there is some news that India may approve one more vaccine. Do you want to talk about which vaccine is that? And if we have any details about that. We are doing clinical trials for a lot of the vaccines. I think uh, Sputnik 5 is the next vaccine which is coming uh, to close on. Uh, I think they've, they've submitted their interim data. Um, and they're probably at a similar stage um, with a similar sort of data that maybe Bharat Biotech had when Covaxin got approved. Um, I really don't know a lot of the details. But um, since we have set a precedent that phase 1 and phase 2 data might be enough, uh, to get approvals of at least in the clinical trial mode under emergency, um, under the fast track um, accelerated approval scheme. Um, and we are clearly falling short of our distribution targets. Um, we might see Sputnik by being approved, but we'll have to wait and see how that plays out. Yeah. From what I remember, I read that, you know, at least 26 countries have approved Sputnik 5 for use and uh, markets in Brazil and India are actually close to authorizing it. Also, there was some study that was published in Lancet that showed that vaccine has 91.6% success rate. So, looks like a huge number for success rate. So, let's hope that vaccine is actually effective. Yeah, I mean, there, there are now we are seeing two uh, very different uh, challenges in uh, interpreting efficacy uh, to approval. A is the clinical trial design itself. Uh, so, for example, if you're looking only at severe cases of uh, COVID-19, uh, and uh, like, for example, the Pfizer and Moderna initially looked only for severe or moderate to severe cases, and they found that it was really effective in preventing those, hmm. but they haven't looked at asymptomatic transmission. Uh, whereas the Sinovac, which was uh, one of the Chinese vaccines when it was tried in Brazil, hmm. they looked at asymptomatic, uh, mild, moderate, and severe form of disease. And they found that um, in the case of severe disease, it was in the higher 90s, um, the efficacy of the vaccine. But when it came to asymptomatic, it was... Uh, lesser and therefore the overall vaccine efficacy was at 51%. Um, so how do you determine, I mean, what is the purpose of vaccinating? Is it 
just to prevent severe form of the disease is it to prevent asymptomatic transmission um, and how do we actually use that scientific data to drive policy something that indian policy makers have to figure out uh, the other challenge is the uh, upcoming variants uh, for of sars-cov-2 and how they might impact uh, the efficacy of the vaccine so for example there have been reports um, that the astrazeneca vaccine is uh, not working as effectively against uh, strains found in south africa and the serum institute had actually uh, sent a lot of doses to south africa uh, for vaccination and again there been a report that uh, south africa may have asked uh, serum institute to take back a million doses because you don't, don't want to use it since it is not very effective on the variant that is um, found there so how the incoming variants will play a role uh, in which vaccine is given where so that's also something that we need to figure out going forward and clearly the science of immunity and vaccine is very complex isn't it like i mean uh, if the vaccine works on asymptomatic cases or if it works only for severe forms of infection i mean that's a very complex question and like it or like it can affect the whole vaccination process like the whole logistical part of it as well yeah and the purpose of vaccination has to be extremely clear um, a are you doing it to say protect your vulnerable population only right mm. uh, from uh, the end point which could be mortality or are you trying to reduce hospitalizations or are you trying to get herd immunity right if you think about it in terms of herd immunity which is the most often thrown uh, jargon around currently uh, india is doing a really poor job because uh we need 70 to 80% of people to have immunity against covid-19 at a definite point of time right. which means 70 to 80% people have to be vaccinated within a very limited time frame yeah uh, you can't have one person vaccinated today and one person vaccinated 3 years later uh because again we don't know how long this immunity lasts for. so we have to define the purpose of vaccination i think we have to be very clear on what we are trying to achieve here uh, so that we can pick the right kind of vaccines for the right kind of people and have a, have channels established to make sure that vaccines are distributed right right so speaking of approval of vaccines uh who says that the covax is like the only true global solution to this pandemic because uh it will ensure that all over the world uh, people will have access to covid-19 vaccines once they are available regardless of their uh, wealth So this Covax initiative it is coordinated by Gavi the Vaccine Alliance the Coalition for Epidemic Preparedness Innovations and the WHO So what Covax uh, will do is it will act as a platform that will support the research development and manufacturing of wide range of COVID-19 vaccine candidates and negotiate their price So moving on to the vaccines that they have approved Shambhavi do you want to tell us which vaccines they have approved Uh, recently they have approved uh, two versions of the astrazeneca oxford vaccine uh, one from one is covishield uh, which the serum institute of india is making and the other is astrazeneca sk bio which, uh, which is from the republic of korea uh, but again we will have to see which countries will actually buy the vaccines how um, how they'll be utilized what kind of further trials to be made to do on local variants to see the utility of the vaccines right right so uh, 
the vaccine uh, if i'm not wrong was reviewed on 8 february by who strategic advisory group of experts on immunization and they say that they recommended the vaccine for all age groups 18 and above yeah but it will be on data that was submitted that they have seen so far Uh, and because these new variants are still coming in, we have to figure out. Right. Um, we have to figure out actually policy mechanisms to, um, the monitoring mechanisms to figure out efficacy even in ongoing vaccination programs. So just as a continuation, India has also approved trials for a nasal, for an intranasal vaccine, which could be a real game changer. It's not going to come anytime soon. It's just the first, the first trial. So uh, this is with Bharat Biotech. Uh, but whenever it comes in, it would be uh, really good to have it because then you can democratize the vaccine administration process. You don't have to necessarily go to a doctor. That also depends on India opening up um, private ma- markets uh, for distribution of the vaccine. We are currently in a government-controlled setup, uh, but hopefully uh, that will also happen soon because um, I think it will be necessary uh, if India wants to reach its targets of vaccinating. Uh, a majority population uh, that we have that we use all possible channels that we currently have. So, uh, will nasal vaccine be easier to administer? Expect it to be. And finally, just to uh, hop back to where we were when we started having all these conversations of COVID nineteen and vaccinations. Um, vaccinations is a great way of preventing um, disease, uh, but uh, even better way is to figure out how this. Um, entire incident started of of viruses jumping from like zoonotic viruses jumping from animals to humans and where COVID nineteen came from to make sure that we have public health measures put in place to prevent um, any further such uh, incidents. Uh, to that end, WHO is on its probe. Um, we know that the team that uh, went to seek the origins of of COVID nineteen uh, has returned from with this preliminary analysis. We have to wait for the reports to come out to comment on it further. Uh, but um, at least the first set of interviews have been done, and further epidemiological studies will now be designed uh, to figure out, to at least try and figure out how all of this has uh, come to pass. Right. So yeah, we will wait for the report to come out. So all the listeners, stay tuned because we will be talking about it soon when the report comes out. And uh, while concluding, I would just like to say that India has. Covered only 3.4 percent of the total target population. So let's hope that in the remaining five and a half months, it is able to cover all of its uh, target population. And uh, thanks Shambhavi for providing some insights on uh, vaccine approvals and what are the logistical challenges offered uh, so thanks shambhavi for uh, coming to all things policy and thanks to all listeners for listening to the podcast thank you Inga. thanks everybody for listening if you liked our show don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the ivm network you can tune into them on the ivm podcast app ivmpodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts you can also follow IVM on social media. The handle is at IVM Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And hey, if you'd like to dive into Takshashila's research on technology, strategy and economic affairs, check us out at our Twitter handle at takshashilainst or our website takshashila.org.in.